Start of the buzzer. Single shot at 500 meters. Eight shots. Shoot to move. It's a 90 second stage. Engage the target. Two shots. We'll fire two shots from sitting. Sitting means ass on the ground. Shooter, are you ready? Shooter, are you ready? Shooter, ready. Stand by. Stand by. Fucking impact, eh? Hey guys, this is the stage show. Uh, my name's Rusty, and uh, and with me on this episode is Trent and Butters. This is a continuation, part two of the wrap-up of the 2019 Vortex Precision Rifle Series finale in Australia. Uh, we've done half the stages. We're about to get into the pegboard and continue on with the remainder of the stages. Anyway, cheers for tuning in and enjoy. Righto, the next one, the uh, the stage of the match, the pegboard. The pegboard. Pegboard. <laughs> so this stage uh, was there was a piece of ply that was mounted and it had five holes in it. And those holes uh, were about the same size as a piece of uh, uh, dowel, the peg that you would get. And you would start with the rifle in the marked area, uh, magazine in, bolt back, and then start signal. You would advance to um, your rifle and the RO would flash a card, the next card in line, that would tell you which of the holes that have a number on it, tell you which hole that you're going to put the peg in and use that, um, that peg now as your front rest to shoot from. And there was two sides of this uh, this. Um, the ply uh, that you would you know, shoot from left side or right side depending on which number you got. Uh, you engage one round um, for on a 50% IPSC. There was two of those targets depending which size you were. Uh, and then hit or miss, you would then repeat the process here. I think you put your gun down, the, the RO would flash up the next card and you would go to the next position and, uh, and rebuild and away you go. Uh, biggest problem with this stage was uh, the pegboard was wobbly as. Very it much. It was a single piece of like, I think it was ten mil. Why? Uh, no, it was nineteen. Nineteen mil. Yep. Weesh, I don't know if it was that wide. It was. Anyway, anyway, what a, it was wobbly. It was it had fle- it flexed a lot. Um, and the bottom two positions, the arrows had to cut because we couldn't see the targets gotcha. from from those two positions. Yeah, it was certainly difficult, and you really had to really mix up how you were uh, positioning yourself on the uh, on this pegboard. Uh, some were mm-hmm. easy; you could sit and just rest the front of the gun on it, and uh, and uh, away you go. And then some you had to hold you had the the gun on the peg at the front of the board, and then you're holding onto the gun and the back of the board for stability. Yep, and uh, it's a good stage. Uh, only improvement. I'd like to see would be uh, the barricade. less flexing on that barricade. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the ply itself that was flexing? It was it was just the the fact that it was um yeah it was only supported at the base on two legs um and to I actually intend to run this because I really like this stage. Uh, I intend to run this uh, for our club shoot in a couple of weeks. Uh, but I'll put a star picket at the front and back of it and cable tied in to that to uh, strengthen up um, that, that wobble that you'll get side to side. And I think that that's going to resolve a lot of that. I'll, I'll report back. Uh, with the engagement, you were engaging the left-hand target from the right-hand side, right-hand target from the left-hand side, and yep, yep. the front uh, pegs were actually designed um, to – to comfortably do it, uh, it was to, to be shot in support site. Mm, that wasn't made clear. That was just something you'd have to work out that you were. Yeah, yeah, it definitely wasn't yeah, listed. But Depending which part of the pegboard you were in, a couple of those positions would force you to, to be more comfortable to shoot from your uh, your support shoulder, which I certainly saw a lot of. A lot of guys do that. A number of the positions were relatively easy. Um, and I think guys, uh, I think the time was good. The two and a half minutes for, for many people was enough. I saw a lot of guys time out, but, but I saw a lot of guys get there in time and just not, not hit, um, simply cause they couldn't get stable enough. It's good. It's gone quiet. So, uh, 
next one. <laughs> Moving on already. So I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> run because I really like this stage and, and we've got the board there yeah. at the club. So I'm gonna I'm gonna run this again. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna make one as well. Yeah, nice. I sent um butters some plans through of, uh, of an actual um, steel box steel frame. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So I can send that through to you too, Rusty. If you I don't know if you've got anyone there can weld. I think you do, but I'm sure we do. It'll be a, a, a probably solid. Yeah, I think uh, I, I, I'm – well, I've got about nine days to find out. Uh, we'll try it this other way around and see if it works. So I'll, uh, I'll keep you posted on that one. I'll let you know how that goes because uh, I think it was I think it was a good stage because you just had to keep making your um, position. I saw all sorts of all sorts of uh, ways of getting stable. Stage was great. Mm. Stage was great. Um, just uh, just a bit unfortunate. She was a bit too wobbly. But, Agreed. Um, yeah, we're gonna, I'm going to try and make that as well, but we don't have the luxury of uh, putting star pickets. Down in the ground, even if we move the, for- the firing line 10 metres forward. Yeah, it's true. Their t- range is sitting on bedrock. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. I just think you need to man up, mate. I still <laughs> I still manage to get those star pickets in for all the uh, Night Force uh, posters. I just, <laughs> remember that? You're like, oh, you won't be able to go through that. <laughs> <laughs> Hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> Next one, look at me now. I'm the, oh, look at me, I'm the captain now. Trent, you want to run us through this one? Um, yeah, sure. So, shooter starts in the prone position on the swinging platform, magazine in, bolt back on the start signal. Shooter will engage the left bullseye target with two hits. Shooter must engage the right bullseye target with two hits. Shooter will repeat this process until out of ammo or time expires. Impacts on the outer target do not count. Um, two impacts to move. So, this was um, on a floating platform um, with a. Did you end up using a reverse, uh, a subtle uh, reverse incline? I reckon there was, was a flat. It no, was pretty flat. It wasn't okay. flat. Um, that's all right. No, it, oh. it wasn't flat. Um, there was a little. It was only subtle though. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was a couple yeah. chains, um, couple chain links off. Yeah, and so they were actually um, shoot, don't shoot targets with the the whole like bullseye targets. Yep. Uh, so the shooter had to engage the, the center. Um, so the, the points didn't count on the on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this this original concept uh, actually was um, using a sheet of um, what would you use, like cardboard, um, kind of like a loophole, but not um, moved kind of forward, and the target was to be um, like presented as the the shooter swing. So, uh, what I noticed was a lot of shooters were using um, like the technique that Paul Reed showed showed everyone, and it was getting the floating platform to stop completely and then just shooting. And a lot of people were doing like pretty well uh, who learned that technique. So I kind of <laughs> wanted to do something that was a little bit different that you couldn't get away with that. Um, and that's that's where the idea came like initially of, of using. So you'd have to shoot it at the swing. Um, I know Rusty personally shoots, prefers shoot the moving than, um, than he does still. So do. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so we, we kind of ran into a couple of uh, possible issues with that. Um, like people are just adjusting their bipod heights, um, sitting up heaps higher to kind of get over that um, that box in front of the target. So that's where we kind of came, came up with the idea of using the, the bullseye targets. Should have made um, it super high so you had to get a good swing up. That's kind of what I had imagined. Um, that we never got a chance to actually test that in, in like, you know, actually like test that in on a range. So, um, uh, we, yeah. So, so I, I mean, I did get on that platform and, and you just don't get, I mean, I've shot off that platform for, for many years and, and you just don't get that much physical movement on it. So, yeah. yeah. You'd, you'd have to have boom along chains pointing straight down and or turn it into a massive swing. That's that's right. Like the the only way to achieve really what Trent's after is you just need so much more, um, so much more swing on the thing. So you actually yeah. you you have to swing the the board like a foot in elevation to really counteract you know people's like oh I'll just put a bag under it because yeah. yeah that's uh, you know a game changer on the side is about the amount of swing you're going to get out of the thing, um in terms of vertical swing. So we had the name and uh, just kind of ran with this instead. Um, there was I came up with another stage uh, if we ever do um, a pro am or um, like team team event, and it was very similar to the way this one was written. But um, both shooters are on a are on two different platforms next to each other, and they both actually have to make an impact on the same targets as they move out for it to count. Yep. So, yeah, really going back along the, the lines of the movie of where the kind of idea came from. Shotgun not spotting for that one. 
Or <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just you got two spotters. You got two shooters, two spotters. I, don't, so I, don't said, to, I didn't say they have to shoot at the same time just to impact the same targets as they're moving out. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so we had six guys clean this stage. Uh, so, yeah, an appropriate amount for a, an easy but all, all the way down to a, to some twos. No one zeroed this stage who was actually there. So that was that was kind of good to see because um, there was – there were donuts flying around everywhere that weekend. Literally. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> uh, you, you, you didn't see that, did you, Rusty? Uh, three of the boys donated a, sorry, donated a stage. And, yeah. Um, you gave them donuts. Yeah. No, I didn't. Uh, Someone Dave, did. Dave, the, Taylor. Dave, Dave Taylor. Dave Taylor. He right. walked out of the car with, with three donuts. It was, it was pretty good. Well, Dave Taylor probably needs a couple of donut holes, but we'll get on to that shortly. Uh, Star Picket that I wish you saw. This was day two. This was day two. This so one this... can eat a dick. <laughs> so <laughs> this this stage was tested thoroughly, um, and again, a little bit of uh, lost in translation. Um, the heights of these star pickets were pretty important to the stage, um, especially the reason we had you shoot the further distance off that very first star picket is because it was only supposed to be about 30 centimetres off the ground. So you should have been uh, in a seated or a very low, uh, almost prone position. Um, yeah, so this, this stage was was tested and it was cleared with um, with time to spare. Uh, uh, but testing, not, not on the first uh, run, we'll clarify that. Not on the first and, and none of the stage. I didn't want if – if the person who was testing our stages um, is a, was a very good shooter and uh, if they were clearing it on the first run, it was too easy, it was stripped or it was, it was modified. Um, we basically wanted them to to be able to clear it on the second or third time through because that that to me that's a that was a, a good level of difficulty. So um, now because of the height of these star pickets and the first two of them, um, I, I when I saw people shooting this stage, uh, people were trying to go for tripods and, and this it just was not designed to be run with tripods like whatsoever. Um, and so a lot of people were timing out. <laughs> Just to put some clarification around it. So there was a there was an array of star pickets with shooting positions off of them. And there was like top of star picket and then some joins within them and across, uh, you know, in, in between some Vs and other bits and pieces. Um, and there was a – there was – Fairly small, well, no, they were fairly reasonable um, target sizes uh, at 360 metres or 200 mil targets. There was an IPSIC just past 400 and there was a couple of 300 mil targets of 500. And you basically had to go uh, from left to right on the star picket uh, arrangement um, and engage with X amount of rounds. And it was it was tough. So the, the first star picket wasn't built in the ground enough or was too tall. Um, and it was, it was, it was built to the picture, but, uh, apparently there was some dimensions as well and they were not known until the next day. <laughs> so, um, the, it was built, uh, built to the picture and it looked pretty similar to what the picture was, but, um, it was, uh, yeah, moved to the second star pick and engage. You had this, uh, this arrangement of which targets to shoot, uh, in which order. Um, and I think that first star picker was what, Undid a lot of guys, um, and they yeah. they spent a lot, probably a lot too much time. And I think some of the guys who did very well um, through those rounds basically sent them, you know, tried but didn't spend a lot of time on them, and then moved on to the next one. And and there was some there was some much more stable positions further along the uh, the array, uh, and that's mm. where they really connected uh, quite well. So Reese um, Reese did fairly well actually. He got five. Uh, we got a fifty percent, but he got five, and that was a top score. Um, I've had on this one. Five out of ten. Five out of ten. Yeah. Mm. The uh, the second two of uh, the second two arrays of star pickets were actually yeah very quite like quite solid and they were um, nice kneeling positions. Um, yep. The other the second star picket the, the area that should have like there was to be marked or sprayed um, from the side um, should have probably just been a little bit lower than what it was, which um, had a lot of guys um, trying to shoot like. A bit higher than than anticipated on the way we tested it. So, um, yeah, the, like those first two is definitely. If you know, if it was the other way around, probably no one would have noticed. To be honest, yeah, um, it was just yeah that that way that <laughs> that like you said, the first one really un, undid a lot of people because of the height. Kind of yeah. reminded me of the uh, star picket from um, the slap rusty stage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's uh, challenging. One of them was fine, and one of them was was high. Yeah, uh, good. Second stage in that position, trailer trash. Um, you're the closest to that, Butters. Do you want to go through that? Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 
trailer yeah. trash. Uh, so essentially, uh, it was a box trailer sitting on the line uh, sideways with a what was it? What was the third? It was it was the uh, forty gallon drum, the log stump. Yep. Uh, what was the third item in that trailer again? Um, Definitely a drum. The, that was, uh, that was, was a forty-gallon drum. Uh, there was a drum and the stump in the trailer. There was a third item uh, ne- next to those two. We'll get to was that a later. Box of some sort. Oh, to be honest, I can't remember. Need oh. photos. But anyway, there were three items in that trailer. One of which is it was it trash. Was something. They were all trash. Three uh, pieces then, of trash. Then there was a, yeah. <laughs> then there was a forty-gallon drum standing upright and a uh, then a tree stump, a sizable tree stump, maybe about yep. two foot wide or something like that. Uh, you had the the tail of tailgate of the the uh, trailer laid out, and then you had a tire on the ground. Now, with this one, we had 180 seconds and 12 rounds. Uh, we were allowed a bag, one bag, and a bipod. The targets were 360, 200 mil target, 420 meter, 50% IPC, and a 500 meter, 300 mil plate. Uh, shooters to start at board arms, mag in, bolt back behind the firing line. On the start signal, shooters to engage the near target from the spare tyre with two rounds. Shooter is then to engage the middle target with two rounds from the tailgate of the trailer. Remove the magazine and then enter and get onto the trailer. Reinsert the mag and engage the near target from the three marked positions of trash in the trailer. Those three positions were the stump, the uh, 40-gallon drum. And something else, because I'm looking at photos of it and it must have been behind the 40-gallon drum and every photo is taken on the same angle and you can't see what it is. I'm looking for it. I've got photos. It was a box. Oh, you got photos? It was got a box. It. I found it. It was a box. Well done. Well done. <laughs> it's just a normal box and that box was maybe uh, roughly the same height as the stump. Uh, and once you've done those three positions, uh, drop the mag and obviously bolts open, jump off the trailer and reinsert the magazine, engage the far target. Uh, and we did this from the, uh, prone position. Yep. This last, last shot. Yes. Cause the, uh, tow bar was, uh, hooked up to a trailer, uh, to, to, to a car, uh, which, uh, yeah, wasn't still good for the car if you're going to take the shots. At least the tail lights of the uh, Land Cruiser that was there. That's right. Yeah, it was a pretty good stage. It was just a bunch of shit to shoot off. Um, we all requested tetanus shots before we shot off the uh, <laughs> tailgate of the trailer. Yep. There was all manners of screws uh, coming through that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's trying to screw you over, mate. Yeah, you would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Good. How was uh, how was the scores on that one? Um, have a look. Uh, trailer, trailer trash. Uh, top score was a two people Couple got eleven. Someone got Luke ten. Got eleven, ten. Bunch, uh, of, bunch nines of nines and eights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Dri- dribbled all the way to zero. Uh, next one was Minesweeper. Trent, you want to give us a rundown on this? So shooter starts, port of arms, magazine, bolt back. We need that on like, where's your own little soundboard? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, tell you what, you, you give me that rundown and I'll, I'll save it and that'll be uh, in future episodes. Ready? Go. Shooter starts. <laughs> <laughs> Too much pressure. All the pressure. Shooter to start, port, port arms, magazine in, bolt back. On the signal, shooter will drop into the prone position and engage the targets near to far. Closest target with four rounds, the middle target with four rounds, and finally the far target with four rounds. Could you rounds. have said each target yeah. with four rounds? Just putting it out there. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> um, if if the shooter, no, because were they all four? Yeah, maybe. If the shooter accidentally hits the um, IPSC target, all current points they have accumulated on that target will be lost, and they must move to the next target. If they accidentally hit the IPSC target on the far target, the stage will end. So we had three different target distances with a um, plates ranging from 200 mil to 250 mil um, going out and uh, getting bigger as they kind of, sorry, went out. And then we had a 50% IPSC, which um, should have covered one quarter of the plate. So um, 
we're kind of hoping, uh, depending if it, if it was a consistent wind day, then putting the plates on the direction that the wind was. Um, and if it was kind of switching, then I guess mixing, mixing it up, which what I think what Rusty ended yeah, up doing. Yeah, they ended up getting mixed. Um, yep. So the first two targets, the Ipsic, the no-shoot Ipsic was on the left-hand side. The wind was coming right to left. And then the 500 metre, the Ipsic was on the right-hand side. Yeah. So we... Um, were you a little bit uh, kind with these guys, Rusty, on uh, how close the target was, like how much it was covering, or was it covering a fair bit of the target? Yeah, it was covering probably about a quarter is probably about right, maybe a fifth yeah. um, pending pending yeah. some of them. Yeah. Um, I heard that the uh, the 500-meter one was – the first two were pretty cruisy, but the 500-meter one was a good good challenge. Yeah, the 500 oh. was, was probably covering more, yeah. Yeah, okay. It was – Yeah, cool. So with this one um, – with the, I was in the first squad that, as we went through this, and first two targets, we had a very defined group on the right-hand side of the target, on the opposite side to where that Ipsic was. Yep. On the first two, and then at five hundred, it started to spread out a little bit, but uh, because it was an unlimited round count, and yet all you had to do is just hit that target four times before you can progress. Yep. Uh, not many of us in our squad did this, but there was potential where you could just drop a shot and see exactly where the wind was. Yep. Uh, and then just re-engage that target four times, knowing exactly how much the wind's pushing you. Yeah. Um, I think I think for this stage, those no-shoot targets needed to be uh, – they needed to be reversed. On the first two, what well, I'm not sure – they, side, do you mean? Like on what side that they were? I think the sides needed to be reserve, uh, reversed. Like 500 metres, that no-shoot needed to be on the left-hand side. Our only dramas with that is that you uh, you got to set these targets up the day before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Given the wind on the day before, we were probably a little more generous with them than we would have been if it was a calmer weekend. But Sunday was a little less, a little less switchy, as it turned out. So, uh, yeah, it wasn't quite as bad. So did anyone actually hit the Ipsic? Um, I do not know, uh, actually, and, and Butters won't be able to tell us because uh, what happened overnight was they were re-squatted and he would have had the top uh, top nine shooters in his squad um, and they were also on at first when the wind was probably the calmest. So that crew probably, uh, I know they didn't all clean it, but they should have. <laughs> I thought we did. Uh, well, I watched someone not um, trying to work that? out who it was. Name and shame. <laughs> uh, if, I, if I remembered who it was, but anyway. Um, and that was a relatively easy stage for those guys, um, given those conditions. I, I believe a few. I mean, we, we did have scores going from, from 12 for quite a few um, down to uh, zero. Zero. Yep. So we did have a little bit of everything. It was, it was, But it probably was actually nice to get some points on the board for some of the guys, to be fair. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I think like that stage uh, run in like say the afternoon of Little River, I think oh, that yeah. would be a, a fun stage to watch. Oh yeah, well and truly, well and truly. And and look, if that stage had been run on Saturday afternoon, I think it would have been a different story. Yeah, like significantly different story, um, because the winds were up and they were switchy and they were changing, and, and guys would have been would have been smacking that target a fair bit. Yeah. <laughs> The, um, I heard listened to a podcast a while back, and Phil Vallejo uh, was talking about uh, the pro side and the amateur side of the plate. And uh, essentially, after a day of competition, you'll be able to get behind the spotter, and you'll see a group of, well, if it's windy, a group on the left hand side of the plate, um, and then you'll get a. What, one or two shots on the right-hand side of the plate. And he was saying that he would rather miss off the, the pro side, which is the right-hand side of the plate, than impact on the uh, the wind. It's, it's essentially the guys holding left or right, like left edge, um, trying to cover, <laughs> cover for the wind that way. Yeah, I'd rather so, not um, miss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're not Phil Valeo, mate. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, that's where the the idea of the stage actually came from, and um, and yeah, the name came from uh, the game Minesweeper. Yep. You know, when you ever play that as a Certainly. kid, and you just press all the random buttons until you hit the wrong one, and then you you uh, blew up. <laughs> so, oh, so you didn't play it properly? Yeah. No, I never knew how to play it properly. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I played. Anyway, good. Let's not get into my. Uh history with the uh, stupid games. Um, yeah, it w- would have been the easiest stage of, of the weekend. Um, could have been a lot harder uh, fairly quickly. Um, I think you will find actually that the 
the the most of the guys who shot that as their last, like in that in that final squad, um, actually really struggled with that one uh, a lot more. So, um, yeah, wind wind was a, a big critical factor on that one. Um, and yeah, we could have, we could have done some things to shimmy that uh, those uh, targets a little closer to the plate, covering a bit more of it. Um, that's probably what I would have done uh, in hindsight. Um, but I, I think I was pretty guarded against against the winds that we encountered on Saturday. That I was a little bit more generous with it. That's fair, that's fair. The other one that was uh, running at that same position was the Bunnings Warehouse stage. Did it come with sausage and uh, onion. We wanted onions. But... That was the biggest complaint about the stages. There was no barbecue going on. I know. All disappointed. Sorry. Fix your yeah. shit, Trent. Speak to Rusty, mate. I wasn't on the ground. <laughs> Significant. <laughs> you were. It was Sunday. Yeah, you were there. Uh, so this stage, uh, it was. Um, I haven't got the button ready, Trent. Trent's thing about starting board <laughs> arms. Uh, on the start signal, shoot and move forward to the building site and select one of the six positions. Uh, from each position, the shooter will fire two rounds and cannot return to the same position twice. And for, for the various positions you're in, there was different IPSC targets at 300, 385 and 500 metres. The six positions, uh, if I – I won't remember correctly, but there was oh, a – I've got them written down here. Oh, well, let me, me, okay, let, me, let me try and you can you can tell me how correct or incorrect I am. <laughs> top of, there was the top of the witch's hat that had the tall witch's hat which was mm-hmm. uh, part of a, a barrier and then that, that had like a little uh, roadblock thing coming off the side and you had to shoot from the middle or some point along that. You, we broke that within two seconds yeah. of being shown it. So Gotcha. That was, <laughs> oh, that was right. originally supposed to be one of those, um, you know, the big council barriers, like the like heavy-duty ones. Um, yep. there's, there's plenty of those, like a million of those around here, and that's that's where I kind of got the original idea from when I was actually at Bunnings. Trent was basically wanting wanting to steal one. Yes, um, essentially. That was his plan, and uh, yeah. Uh, Rusty found them uh, in Bunnings, but they were extremely expensive, so um, that's why you ended up with the witch's hat, just FYI. No, they weren't even at Bunnings. They were not even at Bunnings. Oh, I thought you said they were. Um, oh, sorry. They, no, they were elsewhere. Oh, okay. Were. Oh, I know how to make them. You know our target frames, where we've got the A-frame. Oh, and yeah, the... your frames are like that, aren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, we can yeah. do that. Yeah, good call, good call. Anyway, the other mm. positions, so there were two of them. There was another <laughs> witch's hat you would shoot from. There was uh, cinder blocks, which you would shoot from. And then there was two positions off a wheelbarrow. One was a side of the actual barrow, if that's a word. And off, then one... off the tub. Off the tub, and then one was off the handles. Yeah. Am, am I right so, with my six positions? You're pretty well on the money. So hey. first... So I'll go through these. The that's what we first just witch's did. hat. Right. We're at 385 metres off the uh, sloped bar, which was attached to that witch's hat. You're at 385 again. And then from the top of the tub of the wheelbarrow was again at 385. Now the handles of the wheelbarrow was at 500 and the last witch's hat, which was on the far right, was at 500 as well. Yep. And then the three cinder blocks, you had two on the ground and then one sitting on top of those two. That was at 300 metres. Nice. How were they to shoot from, Butters? Uh, oh, they were all right. I don't know what I was doing, but <laughs> not hitting the target apparently. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was an odd one that you uh, – I your, your, your splash looked like it was coming up behind another Ipsic target that was 30, 20 yeah. metres away. Um, yeah, the, the curious thing was is I know that – I forget which one was which, but – one was white, one was yellow, and I knew not to shoot. I knew which one. I think it was the yellow one because it was our no-shoot target on the previous stage. Yep. That was the one we had to shoot at. And, yeah, I, like you said, my shots were going way off to the right. Yeah, um, by a long way. The wind or? Mm. <laughs> so anyway, so anyway I, uh, I didn't score real flash on that, so I'm going to make our shooters shoot that at our club match this weekend. Fantastic. So uh, top score was 11 out of 12 for two guys, Randy McNeil and uh, Luke McKinney. Um, good stage, I thought, uh, Trent. I thought this was, uh, this was good, good, interesting positions, um, very different. Um, yeah, achievable, good fun. Time seemed to be good. Pretty well-rounded stage. So it was, uh, it was a long stage, a lot of stuff to do. It was, it was a pretty good stage. I'll just switch I uh, got through it. <laughs> mm. Right. Well, the next one was three three wise men in a bar, and uh, I, I liked the photos of this stage. They were, mm, they were yeah. Good. This was a good one. <laughs> Trent, you want to give us a rundown because you've been dreaming of this stage for years. 
there was no beer involved, so yeah, just um, anyway. Uh, shooter starts seated at the bar with the rifle resting on the bar top. Magazine out, bolt back. Magazine should be stowed in a mag holder or pocket. On the start signal, shooter is to load the rifle and engage the far target from each of the three bar stools with one round each. Shooter is to then utilize the top of the bar stool and engage the near target from each of the three bar stools with one round each. Shooter is to then utilize the footrest of the bar stool and engage the middle targets with three rounds. Sorry, three bar stools with one round each. Finally, uh, engage the far target from underneath each of the three bar stools with one round each. Yeah. Uh, yep. So sorry. Um, just swapping screens because I was on another screen. Um, time was 120 <laughs> seconds. Equipment was one bag, one bipod, and 12 rounds. So uh, this stage was originally 150 seconds. Um, it did get trimmed back to 120 um, to make the uh, like to stages fit. all align with each other in the timings. Yep. Um, after watching it in, in action, I, I kind of wish that uh, we kept, or I'd kept it 150 and just dealt with the, the, the lag of um, the squads um, because I nobody, even the boys hustling, um, didn't get all the shots off. So I think 150 yep. seconds they would have got all the shots off and that was the way it was originally designed. I think Great. 130 seconds would have been okay. uh, about part-time for absolutely smashing through it. Yeah. So, yeah, so 150. 150 would have been appropriate then. Would have been a sweet spot, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, I, I, I didn't actually shoot this stage live. Um, I did dry fire this stage um, at home. Well, I've, where have we heard that before? Um, <laughs> it's the butter's special. It was, it, was, it was mainly for the timing and the positions. Um, like yeah. the, the those stools, I, I have those stools at my reloading bench and I was cleaning my rifle one day sitting at the stool and I just kind of leant forward and I thought, oh, well, I wonder how this goes. And then I, I generally use those stools as well um, to do a bit of dry fire practice at home with the DFAT. So that's that's where the idea of the stage. And then I, I had to come up with a name. So three wise men in a bar, I had three stools. And there we go. That's how the stage kind of started. So there we go. Um, that, did it, the bottom uh, foot uh, catch anyone out with the, the bipod height? No. Uh, everyone was too clever for it. Oh. I did. I didn't see any in our squad. Um, the hardest thing of that stage was when you were on top of the stools. The there wasn't a great deal of clearance between the top of the, top of the stools and the bottom of the bench. Uh, okay. It really squished down on your bag to be able to see the uh, see the target, and even yep. then you had that blue or green haze of the uh, of the um of the table. Yeah, no, not at the bar stool, of the bottom of the table. We've all we've um, all had a bit of a haze off a bar before. Mm. Yeah, this this stage I I enjoyed. I had to hustle through it, and uh, I got down. I got through uh, the first was it nine positions, and then I went to go under the first stool. And as I was coming under with my rifle, the muzzle just nicked the uh, or not nicked. It hit the the footrest, the little bit of. Metal and nicked the footrest, and I knocked that bar stool forward flat. And so I maybe lost a couple of seconds, and I had to go to the second bar stool, and I got off my last shot, and then I timed out. So I think if I hadn't have done that, I might have got through uh, eleven of the twelve rounds. Sure, but um, but fuck, you had to move. Yeah, it was it was actually a really good one to watch. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch too many, but the, watching guys do it, it was quite yeah. Because there was a lot happening. You'd shoot and then have to get up, and you've got like three bar stools to move around. So you move, to shuffle to the next one, then shoot again, then shuffle the next one back, and then you have to sort of push them forward and get in under them. And it was it was quite yeah. So it was a very spectator friendly uh, friendly stage to uh, to watch. Yeah, no, I thought it was uh, I thought it was really good. Um, yeah, and and um, yeah, we took the we took the crossbar out of the um of the bar, and uh, yeah, it, it went uh, went really smoothly. Yeah, it's a good stage. I think you you find probably a lot, lot of guys scored that halfway point, the six, yeah, you know, and um and got solid shots off, but um yeah, they were tough. Was it shooting off the top of the bar, uh, butters? Was that pretty solid? Oh, piece of piss because I um I angled my bipod backwards and so oh, I essentially okay. was bipod and bag off the top. Mm. So I just Sensible. narrowed uh, my overall length footprint of the gun, so I was able to just do that. So I smashed that out quickly and then uh, 
that. Doing that actually slowed me down maybe a couple of seconds because then I had to flick them forward. I flicked them forward, 45. Yep. After that, so I could then get onto the top of the stools. And then after the top of the stools on that foot rest, I basically had the bipod rearward a couple of inches. Yep. And I just set the front of the the forend of my rifle on the on the foot rest and uh was prone off each of the foot rests and then and then the yeah, onto the uh prone off the ground under them. Beauty. All right, the next stage on as we cruise through is MacGyver. Trent, you're gonna have to explain this one. <laughs> um yeah. I'll just add in quickly first that my swag doona was a feature of this stage. <laughs> it was too. There you go. <laughs> it was too. I needed was a door because I was in a little a little enclosed area and they used it as a door. I was quite happy about that. Oh, was that? Oh, that's what that was. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, so, so that since I was 12. I'm going to 180 seconds, um, 12 rounds. Shooter starts with a rifle in a marked area magazine and bolt back. The shooter's extraordinary knack for unconventional problem solving on the start signal. I'll have up to 90 seconds to create any rear and or forward rest they desire. At 90 seconds, if they have, haven't done so already, the shooter will be told to advance to their rifle and begin the stage. The shooter will engage the far target from under position one, the near target over position two, and finally the, the middle target from position three with four rounds each. Um, so... You guys got gypped with a couple of uh, elements that were supposed to be in that stage, which probably made it a lot more difficult. Um, the, the, the idea uh, originally behind it was uh, you were supposed to go in there and make a uh, some sort of game changer. Um, so use the pillowcase with some sand or some small pebbles um, to like kind of create like a that kind of game changer and shoot off position three should have been off the top of that um, that pole. Uh, and there. The um, sorry, the soft toys that were in there would have been jammed inside a pillow and created a, a pump pillow to fill that that back um, gap for um for positions two and three, and if you wanted to as well to get um uh, th- sorry through position two through the uh the, that porthole, um could have used the PVC pipes or the broomsticks and uh, used the rope that was there and tied it together and then twisted it to create a bit of a um a tripod to shoot from. So, uh, like, there was a couple of elements that were missing there. So, um, they made it a lot harder than it, than it kind of, I guess, I anticipated it. So, apologies there. The only, the only thing missing there was the sand. Oh, really? It was only the sand that was missing. Okay. The only, only the sand was missing from um, uh, thing, things and, and the ROs just didn't grab it. Yeah, okay. Um, and they were supposed reason. to shoot off. I think when I watched the stage run, um, they were supposed to shoot off the top of the rail of, of three rather yeah, than... Yeah, we, we were told we couldn't touch it at all. Yeah. So um, I think, like, yeah, that probably made it a little bit more difficult. But um, Right. But, yeah, anyway, that's 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 the stage. So, Butters, how did you run with it? Uh, well, I didn't miss. Oh, that's that's yeah, good. Nice. I fired... What did I score on that? I don't have to score up. You um, scored some points. Six. Six. So I shot fired six of 12 and I scored six hits. 100%. The low point, I just went bugger it, did Hawkins positioned, got my four hits. And then on the top right, which was sort of that high kneeling, I don't know what I was doing, <laughs> but I... Uh, I managed to muscle the gun into getting two more hits and then timed out. <laughs> yeah, right. Didn't you use a, uh, a, a swan or a unicorn or something? Oh, yeah, that swan, its head got flogged. Um, <laughs> I was using it and I was clenching it under the forehand just to get that little bit of elevation. Its head was sitting next to my muzzle brake. Yep. It was out forward. And, yeah, when I, I remember giggling because I fired and I just watched this swan's head <laughs> whip back and forth. <laughs> oh, Nice. Um, yeah, so I, I, in packing up that stage, um, no one... I told you you found the sand. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Well, the sand was there. The sand was there. The arrows didn't bring it across to the um, firing line. Um, but the in, in packing up that stage, it didn't, didn't seem to matter anyway, Trent, because um, no one opened the pillowcase. Yeah. No one used the bag. Um, there, was a, there was a lot of stuff that was not... People didn't go digging for solutions. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how you'd solve that because they like, I, I understood, I mean, you'd obviously told me it and, and I had actually worked out what I would probably have done 
um, for it. I probably would have done a similar thing to what Butters did for uh, for Hawkins. Um, Maybe to start if you with. knew what was in there beforehand. Yeah, so when I when but, when the mm. first stage was initially written, um, mm-hmm. I've I've actually got here. Um, this is the first copy of it. Um, so blah, blah, had the blah, items on there, didn't supplied. it? Three broomsticks, three PVC pipes, rope pieces, a bucket of sand, a coals bag, potato sack, electrical tape, pillowcase, foam, and three teddy bears. So yep. I, I think if we if I, maybe if I'd left that in, um, people would have had the the night time to kind of think about a, some sort of plan to put together. And there was a big yeah. a big key thing that said in in the description it says um, to create a, a rear and forward rest. Um, yep. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, I think that, that maybe if I'd left that in, that probably made. Or if uh, we instead of having the items in a box, we we may have just had it all laid out across a table or something. Um, yep. So rather than people actually having to dig things out, they just saw it, and or maybe they just wouldn't have done that at all. So <laughs> I think so. This stage was run blind, so no one could see what you did. So I think that like that was critical for this stage. But I, I like in hindsight, yeah, leaving the list on there is probably not not silly. Yeah. Um. One one thing just for your benefit, Trent, and, and for for those listening who are writing matches, the electrical tape was removed consciously. Given that it was a consumable, that um, there was, I mean, I had like five rolls of it, right? But there is a potential there that someone could have used a roll and then not actually been able to supply that for other shooters. Um, Just need more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but someone like <laughs> Butters would have pocketed three of them and then left. <laughs> Um, or to pocket the lot and then the lot. put everyone else it's, out. So, so you gotta, so Trent, you gotta deal with blokes like this. Um, so that was one thing that was consciously removed because you, the guys, you know, the ROs went. We don't want a position where, you know, four squads have had it and the fifth squad gets there and there's no electrical tape and clearly if five, four squads have used it, it's been an important part of the equation. Anyway, just yeah. just one of those things that are consumables, not not great. Um, all the other items, fantastic. Yeah, so I think I think uh, yeah to 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 resolve that one, I think you, you're right. The list probably should have stayed on the book. Um, yeah, I mean you're always mindful of keeping things, you know, particularly in a stage like that where you want people to think on the fly. Um, yeah, and and you know, hearing the butters ran out of time, and no number of guys did. Um, that's uh, that's interesting to know as well. Mm, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that just the simple fact of leaving uh, like us with the stage brief, just leave a couple of dot points saying right. Equipment in there is your yep. three bits of dowel, your three PVC pipes, you've got a couple of teddies, sand, coals bag, and leaving that there and just say, right, and keeping the stage blind so people couldn't watch actively what others were doing. What they did, people, yeah. People yep. would go in there with a rough idea of what they'd like to do, get in there and then throw that out the window anyway. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Spot on. Spot yeah, on. pretty much. But, but I think... Yeah. I think maybe in the future, if we, uh, if any, well, if any of us uh, revisit something like that, I think maybe depending on what it is. Yeah. So I think uh, this was this was different yeah. to the ones where you build you build like you know you see those stages where you you have like a, a chair and a tire and a, a box and a this and that or that stuff that's big and bulky and you make your decision fairly quickly. This was a yeah. lot more intricate. And yeah, none of us are MacGyver. <laughs> yeah. <you all laughs> Turns sucked. out no. <laughs> Turns out not. <laughs> Um, yeah, but no, like I, I, I like the concept. I didn't think it, go, it went badly. I think uh, that that's a really good way of your suggestion there to, to tweak it, Trent. I reckon uh, that would be good. That would be real good. There was another stage that I had next to it that um, I kind of had to pick between the two of them. Uh, okay. It was called Stone Age and uh, it was rifle only, no equipment, um, and mm-hmm. the shooter was supplied with um, like rocks. Uh, there was um, like tree branches and bits and pieces like that so some sort of you know imagine stuff like stone think stone age kind of thing um and they had to build positions out of out of those bits of equipment so i think that probably would have been a lot more simple as you know there's only a couple of bigger items opposed to like building a a game changer sure yep yeah good thought bob lee swagger i like this stage um only because it took a fair bit of brain power um I wanted to come up with a stage that was a sling stage because I think having some sort of unsupported um, component to, especially finale, um, is important. Um, in saying that, there yep. wasn't. I found it interesting that the finale in America did not have any unsupported work in it. 
Um, it's soft. Yeah, I don't know. I just I found that I, I just I, I think it's a part of shooting. It's one of those tools that you really need to learn how to to do. Like you know, use your sling, uh, shoot unsupported. So, um, Otters is always a classic for putting those in. Um, and he's probably the main reason we have a big trend for it over here. Um, yeah, I, I think we we do see a lot of that um, present at most matches. Yeah, not not excessively, but present. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to come up with something that was totally like a sling, a sling stage, but it was completely not normal. <laughs> so yes. we rolled a boat in. <laughs> that was the uh, solution. So, yep. um, Bobbly Swagger was the name of the stage. Um, and obviously most people have probably seen the scene where Bobbly Swagger stands up in the, um, in the tinny and shoots the guys in the movie. Uh, that's, that's what I was hoping people would do. So 180 seconds. Just to um, clarify, shooting, shooting, shooting targets, standing, shooting targets, not the other part. Yep. Shooting yeah. targets. <laughs> um, <laughs> 12. <laughs> uh, round count, 12 rounds, equipment, one bag and a sling. Uh, the targets were pretty... I, I think they're pretty pretty uh, large. Um, not I won't say large. They were achievable. Um, so uh, there was a fifty percent ipstick at three hundred, and there's was a two hundred um, sorry three hundred fifty mil at two hundred. So stage brief shooter is to start port of arms magazine inserted with their bolt open at the starting position. Uh, upon the start signal, shooter is to enter the boat and engage the first target from the mark position with two rounds. So that was off the side of the um, the tinny wall. Um, so yep. they kind of seated or laid down in, into the boat. I saw a couple of guys use a, a couple of different techniques, which was good to see. Um, shooter is to then engage the near target with two rounds from the sitting unsupported position, two rounds unsupported kneeling position, and three rounds standing unsupported. Uh, finally, the shooter is to engage the far target from the mark position with a one round. Um, Perfect. Butters, how'd you go? Uh, pretty good. Missed two on the pig. <laughs> um, that was the far I target. Did right. That was the far target. So what I did is for the first two shots off the side of the tinny, uh, I put the forend on the side and then I had my pump pillow as a rear support. And I, I basically almost laid down on the back, the back uh, seat. Got two rounds off. Missed one, unfortunately. Uh, on my seating position, I've still... No one else does this. I don't know why. Um, I sit sort of half cross-legged with my knees up near, next to my shoulders and my body's 90 degrees to the end of the range. And so if you look at me, I'm, I'm, my rifle's pointing way off, like directly left of my shoulders. And I position myself at the front of the boat, leant on the front of the boat, had my elbows on my knees, and I was basically cradling my rifle. And I got those two sitting shots off in about, 10 seconds. Nice. Uh, the kneeling, I, then I'll reverse back to the back side of the, uh, or the back wall of the boat, which was the uh, side of the boat, and then use that to prop myself up against, did the kneeling. That was no problem again. And then stood up for the standing, and unfortunately, I, as I was coming onto target for my third shot, I was starting to blow a bit, a bit, so I was taking big breaths in, and as I was coming on, I squeezed it off a touch too early, which... Uh, as soon as I pulled it, it's like, no, nah, you idiot. <laughs> and then I was probably just blowing a little bit for the third shot and I didn't miss it by much. Just I think uh I think the wind might have just died a little bit and I gave a bit too much, but I missed that last shot. But otherwise it was a pretty pretty good stage. The standing target was generous. Um yep. well, the unsupported target was pretty generous. It's the it was what a three hundred and fifty mil Late at 200 meters. Mm-hmm. It was generous, yeah. but it wasn't. Uh, wasn't a gimme. No, it wasn't a gimme, but it was a monster. Yeah, but I, a... I spotted this stage for a for a squad, and uh, yeah, no, it wasn't a gimme. <laughs> Definitely. Mm. Not. Well, I just need to practice a bit more. <laughs> hey, great. I wanted people to hit targets from the sling positions. That was that was my intention. Like I, I wanted it to. I didn't want to put a small target up there. Like uh, I, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Some I didn't use my sling. Yeah. Oh, you, you didn't. <laughs> no, I you didn't. didn't. <laughs> I don't know. I, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't make a huge difference in kneeling or standing. Yeah. I it's find that not, having not good at a pillow under your elbow, under well, on my right hand and under my left elbow on standing, that makes a big difference. But 
having the sling, you really got to have the time to really set it up. Um, and it, it doesn't make a huge difference for me anyway on kneeling and standing. For prone, unsupported slingers, you need it. It's absolutely essential. And I got really good at that before coming down to Monado and then find out that I don't need it. It's like, ah, disappointing. Always <laughs> <laughs> away. Uh, good. But yeah, I had the sling there, and I yeah, I just didn't use it. Some people used it. Um, it's funny watching uh, everyone's different positionings for standing. You see some people really pushing their left hip forward and leaning back into it to hold the gun up and whatnot. Yep. Um, and I've sort of found that yeah, that that works if you're trying to hold it for a long time. But fuck that, just hold it up, muscle it, get it on, and shoot. Yeah. Well, did you enjoy it? <laughs> Shooting out of the boat. Yeah, of course I did. A bit different. Uh, that was. Oh, even if it wasn't out of the boat, uh, it could have been out of a, it could have been out of like a bathtub for all, all you want. But, uh, <laughs> uh, it was there was stage. a spectacle factor <laughs> to having the boat though. It was, it was big. It was up on the trailer, so it was quite high up, and it was it was. Um, I, I liked yeah. it. I, I thought it, would, it made it look fantastic. Um, photos look great, and it you know it added to the whole feel of it. And it didn't take away from the shooting at all. You know, it was a, it was a challenging position. The boat had a bit of roll to it, which you know is what a boat does. Um, and especially you know, as the wind picks up, um, which is you know fairly realistic. So I thought it was I thought it was good. I, I did end up uh, trading in for a spotter for for a squad for that, and uh, it worked. Uh, it worked good. Saw people hit the wrong target. They moved to a seated and still shot the further target, and they hit it. Um, so well done, Jody, on that particular one. Um, but unfortunately, it didn't count because it was the wrong target. Even though I kind of I wanted to call it because it was an impressive, a very impressive shot. Uh, it was good stage. Yeah, that was a good, good one. stage. Yeah, thanks to um, thanks to James, I believe, who uh, who owned the boat uh, that we borrowed. <laughs> so uh, so much brass in that boat now. <laughs> it's worth more. Um, uh, yeah. All right, two, two to go, two to go. Ambidextrous precision TYL. This is uh, otherwise known as when arrows go rogue. Yeah. Uh, this particular stage. So. Oh, yeah, I got a bit cranky at this one because uh, regardless of how it was being run, I had Trent, you were there watching us do this yeah. stage and you were get telling me how it was meant to be run. And that's how I went and shot it and then got cranky <laughs> on the last when I wasn't allowed to fire off my two remaining shots. <laughs> that, well, I had like six rounds in the mag that I wasn't allowed to use. <laughs> yeah. So, so I this, guess this... this stage was, was meant to be run in, in the manner where um, it was paper targets at, two, uh, at 100 metres and they were, they, were, they were tiny. They were tiny little dots. It was a simulate sort of TYL rack. Um, it was what, half, half M away to uh, point 0.1? Um, it wasn't quite. 0.3, I think it was. It 0.3 at the smallest. Anyway, I've, I've got point, point, was, point was that you would um, you would uh, start sitting where you you would move um, behind the firing line to the steps, and you go up the steps and collect two rounds from the top of the steps. Like, sorry, further up, but you would need to be at the top of the steps, grab two rounds, and, and jump back, and uh, the. Shoot with it and jump back down in prone, load the magazine with the two rounds, engage the TYL rack from the support side. Uh, on the impact, shoot is to drop the magazine, so only on impact. Um, uh, shoot was to drop the magazine, go back uh, again, collect another two rounds from up the top of the stairs, resume prone position, engage the next target from their strong shoulder. Shoot is to repeat the process after each impact until the rack has been cleared. So you could basically shoot. Um, oh, so if shooter misses twice, then they must drop the magazine and collect another two rounds. The idea there was that uh, you could keep on shooting until, you know, until you missed twice and then you would go and get uh, some more rounds. But if you'd banked a few rounds, you could continue on shooting uh, as long as you didn't miss twice. Um, and the other thing was that the stepping up, and those steps were fairly basic steps, um, but, you know, up up two or three steps each time to grab your ammo, just get your heart up a little bit, not mm. significantly, but just enough for, for a dash that it would Even make it a bit tougher. what you're saying there, Rusty, um, that was still not how oh, run through it. 100%. If, if you yeah. hit, so the way we did it, you jumped up, grabbed two rounds, come down. If you missed that first circle twice, yeah, you had to go grab another two. Yeah. Uh, but every time you hit a circle, you hit the target you're aiming at, you had to go get two regardless. Yeah. Even if you had rounds left over. 
Um, but you were banking. You, you yeah. guys ended up banking rounds that you technically weren't allowed to shoot. Couldn't use. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, um, and and so so I got I got told that oh yeah no we we didn't make him run up the steps. Um, this is after an entire squad had gone through. I'm like, what? Why? Yeah. Oh, we just we we didn't. Well, I said, you know, yeah. it's pretty clear that you meant to, and I was pretty clear. And anyway, so the, the, these are some of the things that happened. The, probably the biggest downfall of this particular stage was that the stage was 100 metres on a different range. Um, and so it wasn't something that, you know, I could walk past and go, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> it was uh, despite being super clear and clarifying it, um, uh, I even had one of the um, one of the the – Spotters come up and say, "Hey, I don't reckon we ran that stage correctly." And uh, I t- he told me, "I'm like, yeah, you definitely didn't, not even <laughs> close." Um, that's yeah. So it became a very different challenge um, than it was intended to, Trent. Yeah, so it be- it, beca- it started a uh, became like a more of a running stage. So um, if you guys, if it was run the way it was supposed to be run, um, you really only should have made um, probably two, three, three laps. Um, back and forth, uh, and that would have given you enough rounds to clear the stage um, with, a, I think, one, maybe one drop, one shot or two shots, um, whereas with the time, and there was plenty of enough time to do that, to make three trips, but you guys to, to be able to actually get that done, it was would have been more like five trips, I think it was, and there wasn't enough yeah. time to run five times back and forth. Um, and it was. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I also watched a lot of guys time out when I watched you guys, your squad. Um. Yeah. Well, when I did, I got the. I hit the first four. Yeah. Um. Yep. So four times, and then on the last, uh, the last little circle, I missed it. I went just underneath of it twice, and I think I had uh, more time. I might have had just enough time, but I was there arguing with uh, the RO, telling him he was wrong. Because I went to fire off my third round and he wouldn't let me. <laughs> mm. Most when I watched your squad, most guys were timing out and like, yeah, that was. I guess it was because of all the extra running that probably shouldn't have been in there. But um, so yep. the target sizes were um, twenty-one mil for the first plate, which is 0. 0.7 moa. Uh, Fourteen mil for the second plate, 0. 0.5. Eleven mil, uh, 0. 0.4 moa. Nine mil, 0. 0.3 moa, and then the smallest was actually seven mil, so it was 0. 0.25 moa. Right. So you only had to nick the edge of the uh, target to get an impact. Tough, tough stage. Um, anyway, I mean, it, look, it, the, the scores, no one top score, but but a few guys got eights. The scores were still balanced uh, accordingly. Oh, they so were. They were. It didn't, it, it didn't throw the match in any way, but it was, it was disappointing that we didn't quite end up with the stage we were hoping for yeah. um, from it. Hmm. Uh, mix and match, last stage of the match. Trent. Do you want to uh, give us a rundown? The big mama. Um, so with the popularity of uh, larger stages, of, um, after Rusty ran one at Little River, and I think there was another one. Did you run a – I think you won, run one on the Steel Slam, Rusty. Is that right? Oh, we did it on Steel Slam, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And it, they generally get good feedback. Everyone seems to enjoy them. Um, the main reason for this, this mix and match actually came out, uh, was kind of thought up pretty late after the rest of the stages um, was I found that um, one problem that I, I kind of worked out trying to put these, all these stages together was a really big unbalance from Saturday to Sunday. So Saturday, I think there was about 120 points available. And then Sunday with the way it was, it was about 80 points available. And I've, I've heard as, like as a, as a shooter, I've heard um, people say, you know, I'll, I can't even get anywhere near the the top leader because of you know there's not enough points available on Sunday. So I was trying to get them balanced um, and throwing in. A- I think that's a bit of a mute whinge, though. Yeah, that's fair. That's Regardless fair. of how many points are uh, available one day or the other, it's still a total amount over the whole weekend. Yeah, that's cool. But uh- absolutely, it's it. I think it makes for a uh, yeah. It's an interesting dynamic match if you can get it balanced. If you can, yeah. 
So I thought by chucking in a bigger stage, like a 20-point stage, um, that would, would was going to bring the points up um, and even them out because you obviously always have to finish it up, uh, sorry, later on the, sorry, earlier on the Sunday for the presentation. So you can't put as many stages on. So that's why I kind of approached that. And I wanted to do something that was super practical, um, find stuff that was just, uh, you know, things that hadn't really, like, why would you say things the door was one I wanted to into, uh, put integrated door somehow into it. Um, and I saw when I was at shot hey, show, by saying door, you, you mean car door, car door, sorry, car door. Yeah. yeah. Um, I shot the shot show. Um, there was a car door, uh, that was up on a, on a metal frame to show off some lights. And I thought like, you know, that's, that's pretty perfect. Um, some chucked in some tires. I hadn't used a tank trap at all. So we put a tank trap in there. Um, and I wanted like some, some trees in there. So that was in there. And then the log was kind of a bit of a, uh, you know, I just chucked the log in there because everyone hates it so much. Um, <laughs> the famous <laughs> lucky that thing didn't get burnt last year. <laughs> I know. Or earlier in the year. Yeah. So uh, the yeah, stage, question, the stage, it's, yeah. You say what type of tank trap was it? Um, I've got no idea. Wooden. It was a wooden, wooden tank wooden trap. Wooden tank trap. Oh, your hedgehog. Sorry, <laughs> mate. Sorry. And Good. Good boy. Hedgehog. Hedgehog. Um, it's a tank. So tank trap. <laughs> I, I wanted to put a bit of a spin on the stage so it wasn't just here's five barricades, here's 20 rounds, go shoot five off each. Um, or in this case, it was four off each. So, um, And so I limited it to one piece of equipment per barricade and it was a semi-blind stage as in um, you could kind of see it but you weren't allowed to go up to the barricade and have a feel or touch or anything like that. Like you had to kind of keep your distance. Um, you went through, put each of when the timer started, you put the piece of equipment you wanted to use in front of that um, uh, obstacle or prop, and then you had to work down a KYL rack off of every single one of those um, props. So, um, yeah, that's essentially the – so I'll just read the brief. It was um, uh, on start signal shooters to collect – collect each piece of equipment and place it in front of the barricade they wish to use it with. On Once the shooter has done this with all five pieces of equipment, they must collect their rifle and proceed to the barricades. Shooter can shoot the barricades in any order but must work their way down the, the TYL rack, uh, largest to smallest, engaging the plate with four rounds from each position. Barricades are a tree, tank trap, four tires, a car door, and a log. The supplied equipment is a tripod, bipod, barricade bag, sling, and backpack. So they had to kind of have to think about like what piece of equipment was best suited to to get the most stable position um, for each each prop. Yeah, um, the uh, only kind of part of that stage that we I threw around idea wise um, back and forth was the the way we approached the TYL rack. So. Um, the first, when it was first written, it was whatever barricade you selected uh, first, you shot the largest plate on the TYL rack, and then you went to the second prop, and then you shot the second smallest, uh, all the way down to whatever you picked last. You had to put uh, four rounds into the smallest TYL rack. Uh, well, sorry, smallest TYL oh. target. So, yeah, that was the first way it was written. Um, it kind of added another dimension of thought because you really had to – think about uh, what position would be the most stable to get the smallest off. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we, I thought that might be a little bit too difficult. So we kind of just dropped it back to just shooting the TYL rack off, off each of them. I think the yep. TYL rack was the way to go. Well, the, the way yep. was it, what do you mean the way I did it or the way I thought to do it start at the beginning? Uh, the, the way uh, we ended up shooting it, I think that that was the way to go. I agree. I think it was uh, it was it was good, and and each you really got to work each position uh, extensively. Um, yeah, yeah. Which uh, you know you 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 got a good chance to sort of side in on each position, and then and then keep going. It's hilarious looking at some of the photos of this from inside, because like at every little gap, you see like a head watching. Just like looking through all the gaps in the tarps, it was uh, it's good. Um, I thought the stage was excellent. Um, poor Robbie though, Robbie um, went up first. It was a five minute stage, and he's like, "Oh, I've got all the time in the world," and uh, and he uh, got three and timed out. Um, he uh, yeah he he underestimated how quickly it would go, and uh, and it went. It went really quickly, and and but as you near on cleaned it, you got eighteen out of twenty. Did we? Were you hustling, or were uh, you you running smooth but quick? I wasn't. I wasn't going flat chat, but I wasn't mucking around either. Um, yeah, I got through it all right. I had no idea how what time I did it in. I 
just got all my shots off. Um, I, I dropped two. One was off those bloody sticks. Uh, I don't know how I was going to do that. I managed to just crab in with my uh, my sling and under the belt and worked it in like that and just just dropped just what dropped one shot off that and then off the tank trap. I bloody I think I was just trying to muscle in a bit too quick. Off off the what? Sorry. Off the tank trap, I was just trying to yeah. muscle it in a bit Good. too much and uh, dropped dropped a shot off that. That's that's what I thought you said. Um, yeah, so scores scores ranged. Uh, top scores was eighteen. Yourself and uh, Bergie. Um and yeah, drop 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 down to a poor poor Robbie on three. Poor Blake. Um, but yeah, this was uh, certainly an opportunity to to make up some points uh, and really good. Um, I thought really good positions. Um, yeah, really, you know, practical, fun, good, good job on that one, Trent. Excellent. And, and those those long stages do seem to uh, do seem to be very popular. Guys seem to enjoy them. Mm. Oh, they, you may enjoy them because they actually spend a lot of time actually shooting. Shooting. <laughs> yeah. 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 You get a good solid amount and um, get to break it down how you how you wish. Oh, I think it's uh, I think it's excellent. Yeah, uh, that's that's all the stages. Yeah. Overall, it was a overall it was a pretty good match. There's just a few stages here and there that. Uh, maybe just need a bit of tweaking, and then yeah, it was, it was a good, difficult match, but as it should have been. Trent, I think you have given this was your first match, mate. I think, and and also you weren't able to be there, and I think a number of those things may have been resolved had you have been there, and oh, yeah, and yeah. you know were in charge of making things happen. So um, I think, uh, but there would you know there would have been a couple that you would have just learnt purely learnt from from doing your first one. So um, yeah, it's a good job, mate. No, overall, uh, very challenging, good fun. Um, yeah, the best part yeah. that um, there was sixty-seven stages written for that finale. There was, yeah. So there's uh, quite a few left in the tank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, next finale. Yeah. Cool. Why not? I know I'm going to shoot shoot next finale. Oh, or maybe I don't know. See how we go. <laughs> See how you go. Um, well, gents, uh, that was the uh, the 2019 Vortex PRS finale. Um, all done and dusted. We uh, we're going to have some special guests on the next episode. Um, we're going to have a, a couple of guys who were at the US finale to give us a rundown from over there. So look very much forward to uh, that episode and uh, a breakdown of a match that we only saw photos and a little bit of video from. Yeah, they don't um, don't like to share much over there, do they? <laughs> yeah, because we steal it. We- not wrong not wrong Uh, easy All right, gentlemen good stuff good match and uh, we will uh, we'll catch up with you again next time see you knackers